This is the Truth Warrior Podcast with your host, David Whitehead. And there we go. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back. What are we at today in the timeline? Friday, September the 15th, 2023. Ooh, that's nice. Um, so today <laughs> we're going to talk about some things. Talking about information warfare and propaganda, really, because that's what's happening. And it's important to study this and keep track of it and document it, as we've been talking about. Some very interesting things are happening. I can't help but have a bit of a smile on my face. I'll tell you why as we go through. Things are may not be as bad as they appear to be, but they need to appear to be bad. Could be, something like that, okay? Uh, before we go, though, I would really like to do a quick shout out to my good friends at Rise Attire. Uh, they've been supporting my show, my Cult of the Medics documentary series right from the beginning. Uh, I got some of their amazing swag on right now. Check it all out. They do amazing artwork. They got some great products. They are also podcasters. Uh, they are also truth seekers and patriots, and they make really great stuff, and they've been awesome. And so I want you guys to go and support them. Um, and I'm just going to quickly play their amazing promo ad. Some of you have obviously seen it before, but it's so good. We're going to watch it again. And definitely if you're new to this show, I want you to check this out. They put some great work into it. So let's do that. And then we're going to jump in today's show. Ready? Three, two, one. Here we go. Awesome. I've always loved it. They always did such good work. Uh, so thanks a lot, guys, over at Rise Attire and all of you for supporting this show. And uh, if you're new, I uh, hope you're welcome. And also what we're talking about here is this documentary series that I've been working on uh, for the last few years. It's been a long time in the making, but it's a film series about the ancient occult roots of the medical industrial complex. And uh it's done in a way where we're talking about this ancient history of ancient cults, modern cults. Do they still exist? Do they hold any power? What's really going on behind the scenes? Getting to some of the big questions, um, but also talking about the pandemic and all these different things. It's all kind of woven together in a presentation podcast, DJ remix style uh, to try to bring some right brain thinking into this. Um, and hopefully at least asking the right questions to put you on your own path of discovery and seeking. And, uh, that's really what I try to do. And I'm thinking about it deeply right now because I'm in the midst of production of chapter 10. Um, 
I know you guys have been waiting here for a long time for those that have been following the series and thanks for your patience. And I appreciate all your feedback and your emails. And I get emails every day like, okay, just seriously, when is chapter 10 coming? And I'm like, well, I really appreciate it. I'm flattered. Um, but I got a lot going on and it's honestly, the real truth is it's one of the most challenging chapters I've done. I knew it was going to be challenging. We're moving into deeper waters now. And, um, but guess what? I think that because it's the most challenging one, it's going to be the best one. That's my prediction, but you guys can let me know. So that'll be coming up soon. Um, I'll give you some more info as it goes. I try not to rush these things because you can't force quality. <laughs> you can't force it, right? And we want to make sure it's good quality. Uh, also want to thank all of those of you out there who've donated to the project. I really appreciate it. You have no idea how I've been able to take my editing game to a whole other level because I've been able to do some editing courses. I've been able to get better inputs and um, uh, there's some new websites now that you can subscribe to. We used to have to pay for every single transition pack or title pack or color spectrum pack or whatever you wanted uh, separately. And now there's some awesome websites that have just you can go there and you subscribe, pay a monthly thing. It's cheaper and you get access to everything, sound effects, music, you know, so it's good. So I've been grateful for that. And I've been able to uh, put my donation money back into the project, um, getting access to books, materials, um, all kinds of stuff. So without you guys, I wouldn't have been able to come this far. I didn't know I might even make it this far. I didn't know what was going to happen with it. And so there you go. Chapter 10 coming up soon. Okay, so let's get into it, guys. What the hell are we talking about today? This is what we're talking about today. Um, and, of course, firings at Twitter have left us with no one to call to flag content that is abusive or even incitement to, to violence. We're now seeing that almost anyone can promote disinformation for the price of a blue tick. So we've still it's not all bad we have teamed up with the platforms uh, to elevate reliable information around COVID and climate to amplify trusted messengers and we have quite an army of them out there who want to take un content and promote it within their followings and also educating users um, on how to slow the spread of disinformation our new slogan that we want to have every, everybody have in their ear when they're online is pause, take care before you share. Um. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to hold back laughter here. This is really rich. First of all, let me give you some context. I should have given you some context. Who the hell is this person talking to us right now? She was saying something about the UN. Well, guess what? It's the UN's Undersecretary General for Global Communications. That's who it is. She works directly under Antonio Gutierrez. You remember, Mr. The vaccine is trust. Trust science. Trust the science. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So, first of all, I feel like this woman is talking to a kindergarten class because that's how they think of you. Um, second, we're talking about an army of trusted messengers trusted messengers from the holy oracle of the cult of propaganda that is here to tell you what the truth is oh and speaking of which we've heard this somewhere before it's something that just sort of keeps popping up 
I've been watching for some days, and this is not unique to New Zealand, that in the midst of what is a global issue, as you would expect, there are a number of rumours that circulate. Uh, I am present on social media, I see it myself. Uh, I cannot go around and individually dismiss every single rumour I see on social media, as tempted as I might be. So instead I want to send a clear message to the New Zealand public. Um, we will share with you the most up-to-date information daily. You can trust us as a source of that information. Uh, you can also trust the Director General of Health and the Ministry of Health. For that information, do feel free to visit at any time to clarify any rumour you may hear, covid19.govt.nz. Otherwise, dismiss anything else. We will Oh, darn, it's cut off right before she just about to said, we will continue to be your single source of truth. You remember this one? This is their mantra. They're really upset about X right now. And the fact that even though it's not perfect and I still have my gripes with it, it's far better in certain ways in terms of, you know, at least you're getting some more access to information. Certain conversations are now allowed to be had you know, these kind of things. And even those little bits of ground that we've gained in the information war with some of these platforms, they're still pissed about it. They're like, no, we can't even go there. We can't even have any oppositional voices of any kind that are opposing the United Nations World Health Organization, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Rockefeller Institute, Club of Rome, matrix of information control and management. And that's what this is. This is BlackRock, Vanguard, spokespeople. This is pharmaceutical spokespeople. They run the entire show and they are in these positions of these fake institutions that are pretending to be there to unite the world and end war and promote peace. But their definition of peace is totally different than yours and mine. And they are not uh, what they appear to be. And when they're trying to control the flow of information, well, have we seen this before? Okay, so uh, let's, I, I wanted to rewind this a little bit. There's so many juicy bits here. We're going to poke some fun at. Let's check it out. Followings and also educating users um, on how to slow the spread of disinformation. How to slow the spread, eh? You still love that little slogan, that little branding device that you've used, the little culty, slow the spread. Wasn't it two weeks to slow the spread? And now we're applying that language to disinformation. How do we determine disinformation? And you're saying we can be trusted. And Jacinda Ardern was saying we can be trusted. And Trudeau says it, and all of them say it. Yet, what they say is not matching the public record of evidence now, is it? <laughs> Your single source of truth has been too proven to be a single source of total and utter bullshit. So now we have a problem. So anyways, I just wanted to point out that they weave in the COVID language because they know that they've already insinuated it into your subconscious and that you will respond positively through the hypnotic suggestion of repeated slogans and terms that resonate with you because they align with your survival instincts and make you feel like if you go along with them, then you will be the good person that survives and you're the moral virtuous one following the rules and all the naysayers and disgruntled people with their hands up going, hold on a minute, should we be doing any of this? Is there another side to the story? Why are we censoring other scientists and prestigious um, you know, experts? 
And why are you forcing the <laughs> forcing yourselves upon us as the single source of truth? Like what's going on with that? Uh, yeah, don't worry about those people because they are the crazy conspiracy theorists, disinformationalists that we must fight against. So enlist today in the Pravda media industrial complex and just, you know, we'll send you the talking points through our different analogs. Our new slogan that we want to have. No, oh, we got a new slogan for the call. Here we go. Every, everybody have in their ear when they're online is pause, take care before you share. <laughs> like, what are you, five years old now? <laughs> take care before you share. Take care. Care Sharing is caring, but take care before you share. No? Take good care. Look, I've been taking pretty good care because when I'm sharing things out, I'm sharing out information. I'm actually sharing out a lot of their talking points. I'm sharing their media links and comparing them to previous media links. Like, you know, this is why I do it the way I do it. And it's kind of, it's, it's very effective if you think about it. You don't have to go all the way down the rabbit hole to try to prove the case here. You just have to literally go to their sources and their mouthpieces and get all the snippets and the recordings and snap all the headlines and then put it together side by side and look at it objectively and go, why are there like 8,429 contradictions here? If, there, if this is the, you can trust us guys. And why are the evidence of my own eyes of what's happening in the actual physical world showing me something completely different than what I'm being shown in the digital media world by these great oracles, the holy unchallenged prefects of the empire. <laughs> like that's who we're supposed to go to for, come on, you think we were born yesterday? Um, but yet we do feel like we are in an information war. Oh yes, you are, sweetie. You are in an information war and you, we didn't start it. You kind of started it. You started it by saying, you're starting it right now. You're saying everybody else but the UN sources and the world, because you're a spokesperson for the United Nations. You're an employee of this enterprise that was built by the Rockefellers and all those guys, okay? and a bunch of ex-Nazis and Soviet spies. That's who built the United Nations, okay? And, you know, if the roots are rotten, how can you expect good fruit to be yielded from rotten roots, okay? So now here we are. We've had the Kumbaya song and dance since the institution of the United Nations after World War II. And yet there's been more wars since the founding of the United Nations than previous to it, even though the great wars were big and they were financed from both sides by the same people that financed the founding of the United Nations. So it's kind of like you, you get there and you go, okay, you want to be the single source of truth now? You want to create the arm, what do you call it? The What did I name the show again? The army of trusted messengers? Why are you, messengers? Messengers from what? That's like almost biblical language there. The messengers. The messengers of the gods. You can trust them. <laughs> How's that gone in this history? <laughs> Trusting the messengers of the gods. Give me a break. The pretender gods. Um, okay, what else she said, Jango? 
and that we need to massively ramp up our response. You definitely do. You're getting your arses handed to you by a bunch of people sitting at home in their pajamas making hilarious memes that are built off of the premise of just obvious truths because that's what good comedy is, isn't it? We're using comedy. That's why you censored all the comedy, isn't it? Because there's something about this a sense of humor that can communicate a truthful message that can be absolutely devastating to propaganda. And it's amazing that you have a multi-trillion dollar media complex enterprise, okay? You have total control. The people that own the United Nations and built it and funded it, that also are in these made, they got their people in the investing firms and they got them in the big six and all these, you know, they, have so much money, power, and knowledge at their disposal of how to craft perfectly created propaganda, perfectly created, funded to the tune of millions every time, right? They got the colors down, the, the frequencies, the sounds, the images, the, the, the spiritual archive of symbols at their disposal to use as weapons. And yet, all that is crumbling to dust into its own footprint at free fall speed because of some humorous memes <laughs> and some amazing people who decided to put the information out and go against the party line in their businesses. These are all the whistleblowers that are popping out. These are all the journalists that used to work for the media industrial complex that are coming out and exposing just how corrupt it is right to the core. <laughs> and so think about it, guys. Sit down and think about it. If they had control of the narrative right now, as they're trying to threaten the return of mandates and all the, oh, we're going back. We got to get more of the new normal. The new normal is starting to fade out. We got to ramp that right back up again. They're whining and complaining. And there's many instances of this, of the fact that they're in an information war and there's actually people resisting them and countering them effectively. Look at the polls right now. Look at the polls in all the countries where these COVID tyrants were ruling on behalf of the pharmaceutical mafia cult that is behind them writing the script for them. When you see your politicians talking to you and giving you facts and the science and their eyes are moving side to side while they're talking, they're reading a teleprompter script that was written for them. Who wrote the script? Oh, probably one of their aides. Who supplied the data that was going to be put into that script that was written for them to read? They're the advisories, the, the advisors, the clerics. That's who does it. These are just the front boys. So... Obviously, obviously the propagandist and the snake oil salesman is going to tell you everybody else is, is wrong. What does a cult do when they bring you in? Like, what's the essence of that? Well, every religion, every cult, we, we have the sole complete monopoly over the truth, the truth. And everybody else is evil, wrong, backwards, right? The whole world, that's what all the cults do. And there's what, a gabillion cults? Is gabillion a number? I don't know, gabazillion? 
just ridiculous amount of numbers. It's like history's littered with it, top to bottom, forward and backwards, of different competing cults, ideas, philosophies, perspectives, fighting over territory, and each one of them teaching their adherents that the truth is only to be found behind our lodge door, and everybody else is just totally screwed. That's what they're telling you right now. We are the new religion. We are the new priests. We have the holy writ now. That's what the science is. Not science. Not, the, not that. The science. Wish we could have some science. Now, what about political science? What about media studies science? My wife, actually. Um, went to school for this and studied this, you know, official tech, but still came out with enough of an understanding that you don't just trust the propagandist media, that that's what it is. It's the, who can hire who like you can buy senators for, you know, 10 grand. It's not a big investment for these guys. You can buy off senators. No problem. You can buy off media spokespeople. You can be the single fund. How about who's the, forget about the single source of truth. Who's the single source of funding? Who are those guys? Where do their allegiances lie? What's their agenda? What's their, what's their motive? What's their incentive? Is there incentive to tell you the truth? Or is there incentive to sell their brand, sell their cult, sell their ideas, sell their products? Which, hey, all the power to them if it was done in a legal, moral, virtuous way. But it's not. So... You need to massively ramp up your response because your multimedia Oracle powerhouse machine failed and is continuing to fail. And people are walking away from your analogs and your organizations and your institutions and your nonsense because they're seeing what I'm seeing is that what they're being told is not matching the reality around them. And then they're investigating further and they're going to the medical heretics and they're going to the uh all the journalists that have been fired and all the doctors and nurses that have been fired and all the people that have been injured and all the people whose lives have been affected and all the other experts that actually in many cases outrank in terms of scientific experience and expertise they outrank many of the members that are in your little world health organization and un clubs and if this was true science and we needed to, you know, we wouldn't have to arm ourselves with an army of trusted messengers that's going to go out there and try to squish the, uh, that's not what we, it should be. Hey guys, interesting. There's a few different theories about what's going on right now. Let's let the evidence win the day as to which theory it is, our theory or the theory that we're trying to totally not even allow you to look at and consider. Ah, okay. Well, let's try to get through this. So we're creating at the UN a central capacity to monitor, monitor and also have the ability to rapidly react when mis and disinformation and hate speech is threatening not just our people, our operations, but also the issues and the causes that we're working on. Oh, like installing a world government, dictatorship, techno technocracy, run by a tiny unelected few uh, power broker elite bloodline families. Is that what you're, <laughs> of course, that's what you're all doing. And I'm sure they pay you well, miss. But also, we're going to be gearing up our verified initiative oh. around climate change uh. and developing this UN 
code of conduct. There's going to be a code of conduct in the cult moving forward that you will abide by. And we will have a army of messenger archons at our disposal to ensure that you follow this code of conduct without any breach or even complaint. You will be heavily surveilled and uh, trust us because we absolutely have your best interest in mind, us eugenicists who believe there's too many human beings on the planet. On information integrity on digital platforms. Hope Hoping to set global standards that we can all advocate around. Global standards, global standards. What's a standard? The global standards. We're going to be the ones that write the global standards because we are the new global government. Hoping to set global standards that we can all advocate around um, so that we can collectively work collectively work for a more humane internet ah okay a more a more humane internet we'll get rid of all the mean people that are out there um totally demolishing our non-arguments that are being very mean in in contradicting what we're saying and pointing out all of our contradictions and fallacies um, we want to make sure that you don't have to be exposed to that you little children come to us the little children of the world and we will give you rest <laughs> what the first comment the... <laughs> sorry i'll show you this earmuffs kids <laughs> michael laflem <laughs> go fuck yourself <laughs> that's the first comment i saw Oh, this one's good. Dave X. Trusted messengers? You mean media, NGOs, politicians, scientists, medical professionals, entertainers? All have shown us over the last two years that they cannot and should not be trusted. It's sad, but money and influence has revealed many formerly trusted sources as untrustworthy. You are not worthy of our trust. You are not worthy. So, yeah. I just said, bring it on. This ain't 2020 anymore. And right now, these people are simply disconnected from their bubble. They have no idea where the public mind is at. They're outdated and they're outmatched. And that's the mindset you got to go into this information war with. The truth is going to win out. And it's, 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 being it's being demonstrated right now. It's being demonstrated right now for all of us. Now, um, oh, I gotta, where's my chat? There it is. Okay. Oh, someone's saying I'm new. Yeah, welcome. If you are new, welcome. Pull up a chair, make yourself cozy. Um, if this just, this ends up being too long, you can always come back to it later. Uh, well, let me go to this. So I just want to give you, this is like the Wikipedia definition of information warfare because she brought it up. She said, we're at war. We're in an information war. They said it, right? And I've said it. And I think we clearly understand that because um, there's there's the truth and there's the not truth. Like there's there's truth and not truth. Something is either true or it's not true. Either this injection was completely safe and effective or it wasn't. And what degree and what's the reality, right? Like it's not that they can, those can both be simultaneously true, right? So there's what is and there's what is not. And information is just points of data that are going to lead you to discover, hopefully, 
what the actual difference is between the truth and the not truth. That's what information is. So if you're going to use lies, misinformation, because, well, okay, let's finish that sentence. If you're going to use lies and misinformation to sell your agenda and to keep people in a certain mental framework so that they just behave the way you want them to behave and they do what you want them to do, um, you have to sell people with information that leads their mind to the conclusion that what you're telling them as the single source of unchallenged truth is the reality. Whether it is the reality or not can only be determined if there's an oppositional information source to say, we need to, you have a theory that you're telling the world that we're going to use this new experimental technology. We're going to do lockdowns instead of controlled quarantines. We're going to throw out everything we used to do, including the constitutions. And we're going to bring in this whole new great reset, new normal structure. We're just going to throw it right at you. No consent, no nothing. There's no studies to show long-term efficacy of any of these things really, right? Like, so you know, they're, they're the ones that have the burden of proof of actually giving us the correct information that will lead us to see, oh, the information you've given us aligns with the facts of reality. So we're on the right track, right? That's not been there. And then when they do give out information to say, what are you talking about? We did give you the right information to lead you to the truth. You go, well, wait a minute though. There are other scientists and other observers and people that really know what they're talking about that are giving out a different set of information that, and they're giving evidence with it. They're not just saying shit. They're actually giving evidence of it. Like here, let's pull out the insert to this vaccine and show that there's no informed consent written on it. So now what do we do? Right. Oh, and here's the data from Pfizer's own trials. Here's the admissions in the European parliament that there's no efficacy testing, blah, 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 blah. We start pulling it all out. We start seeing the ill effects. We start seeing the all cause, all cause mortality rates rising. We start seeing, you know, suicide rates rising due to the lockdown policies that were not proven to, you know, so like we can keep going on how not only did we have other information sources that were expert sources, you know, they were once regarded as authorities in the land, right? And then the minute they bumped up against the narrative coming from the UN, the World Health Organization and friends, all of a sudden they're just disbarred, they're censored, they're, you know, they're excommunicado from the cult, okay? So don't listen to the heretics. And so you go, okay, where does that leave me as the individual that's trying to figure all this shit out? Like, what's what? Well, you're going to, to know the truth, you got to put some work into it. People aren't just going to walk up and go, here's the truth. It's just not how it works. The truth is experienced and discovered by the person seeking the truth. It's not handed to you on a silver platter. But humanity for thousands of years has been operating as though the truth is handed to us on a silver platter. And that's why we're, that's why we're here. So we're learning this lesson so we can maybe not repeat it and fix this. I'm going on a tangent because they're talking about information wars. And so information warfare is the war between lies and the truth. And who is the arbiter? Who gets to decide in the end what they believe? Well, it's the person that's being asked to change their behavior or take an unapproved, unexperimented, well, it was approved, of course, by corrupt institutions, but it was you know, all these different forms of coercion that were applied to induce behavioral results in you 
where you were asked to do things without your fully informed consent. And so you go right there, you have to say, I have the right to question that I was asked to do those things. I have the right to question why coercion and psychological pressure, psychological pressure were being applied to me to change my behavior and to be a part of an experiment. Guys, it's an experiment. It's impossible for them to say that it's not experimental. It says it in the actual contracts between Moderna, Pfizer, and the governments. We've seen them. I showed them last show. And there's many other data points on that. So there's information coming out that contradicts it. And it's not just information. There's facts and evidence behind it. You can see it for yourself. So who's the arbiter of deciding who you're going to trust? You're going to trust this lady? You're going to trust Dr. Teresa Tam? You're going to trust Anthony Fauci with your life and Bill Gates? You're going to trust these people blindly. They're going to trust Antonio Gutierrez. Are they trustworthy? Are there other ways of looking at things? Is there even a totally different way of looking at health and how to maintain health that is completely outside of the pharmaceutical complex? that goes back thousands of years, the knowledge of natural remedies and how to allow the body to heal itself. So, but all of these things I'm talking about, you can, you can sit here and go, oh, yeah, I agree, I agree, I agree. Or I hate, I disagree, you're, full, you're a propagandist. In the end, you're the one that's deciding every word you hear, whether it's true or not. But what, what is the mechanism of your decisions? What's behind your decisions and your beliefs? That's what I've been asking on this show since day one. That's what I ask myself. I might be wrong. I don't know. I do. I think I'm right. I operate like I'm right. But what if I'm, I'm, I'm not perfect? Nobody is. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. These people are definitely not perfect. But, you know, what's the difference between people that are genuinely trying to inquire as to what the truth of something is and maybe making some mistakes along the way because the truth is veiled in mystery and secrecy half the time and the person that has an agenda to sell you to convince you that it's truth so that they can change your behavior. And so you're the one, I'm trying to say, you're the one at the end of the day. It's not this lady that gets to decide. It's not the fact checker websites that get to decide. It's not the government that gets to decide. It's not some corporations that get to decide. It's you that gets to decide what you believe is true and not. In the end, they can tell you all the crap they want about how you're just psychologically determined you get to make that choice as to whether you, what you believe the truth is and what it is not. And they are trying to sell you on the idea that you are not worthy to make that choice. And that's why we're going to eliminate all competitive theories, all competitive ideas to ours and bring you into one narrow bandwidth of information like every cult and religion ever has done. And we're going to employ those exact same techniques to recruit you into this ideology now that we are your gods. We are your masters. We are the arbiters of truth. Not you, through your own observing of all the different theories until you consolidate it into what you, vibrates for you as the truth and what's best for you. We don't want that. The individuality thing is over. Like Jerry Seinfeld said, it's going to be the one piece silver pursuit. <laughs> 
collectivism on steroids. And if you're going to have collectivism and you're going to have a totalitarian world government, you need one mindset to dominate the entire population of the planet. And that is why they need to call the numbers as well, because there's too many apples in the pie to make that dream for them come to life. So they want narrow bandwidth of information only, put the blinders on, don't listen to anybody outside, don't think for yourself is basically what they're trying to say. We are your parents, we are mommy, daddy, we are your gods, we are your uh, psychological imagos, we are your archetypal reference frames. And I say, you can go fuck off now. You ain't nothing. You're nothing. You're a fart in the wind, as far as I'm concerned. Another, Just another pretender god, another priesthood of countless millions before you trying the same tricks over and over again. I'm getting freaking bored here. Getting bored. So, uh, yeah, what was I going to do? I was going to read the basic definition of information warfare. Here it is from Wikipedia. Information warfare is a concept involving the battle space use and management of information and communication technology in pursuit of a competitive advantage over an opponent. So how do we know if the new army of trusted messengers and fact checkers are going to be trying to use the information warfare definition to just simply gain an advantage over the opponent, which is your mind. Or are they telling us the actual truth? <laughs> I've been on here for years showing you the data that what they are saying is riddled with contradictions. And so, yeah, that's, that's why I just say, hey, I'm just here to present it and you be the judge. I'm not here to tell you what to think. That's, that's what they're here to do. Um, and then I think I'm going to remind you about this. Uh, I'm, I, I think I did this in one of the Earth Chronicle episodes. We were talking about uh, psychological warfare and how reality distortion is one of the major ingredients of that. I was also, I'm working on chapter 10, man. My mind's in so many different places. And there's a little bit from Aldous Huxley that we're looking at in his 1963 Berkeley speech where he spoke about the new revolution and the, uh, the way the new totalitarian system was going to be set up. And he was basically saying, they've, he's, look at him as a mouthpiece, Okay. He was part member of the Fabian Society of Britain. He was up with the, you know, and you can be the judge if he was, you know, for the agenda or against it or a mix of both. Doesn't really matter because he came out and told you. So all the socks he came out and told you what the what it was, and his predictions have come true. And many of them. And because he said it was going to be, it wasn't going to be the George Orwell totalitarian future, um, which was written right. George Orwell wrote that book right as Stalin's, as the, you know, the Stalin empire was being brought down. And, uh, so he, they had just gone through Nazi Germany and Mussolini's Italy and, and, uh, and some other of these regimes. So his view was written with the perspective that that was just going to be the way it kept going. It was like boot stamping on the face, police state in the streets, the whole thing. Whereas Aldous Huxley was saying in this speech that he's like, no, I foresaw it as a pharmacological approach. That's what he said a pharmacological approach. He looked at it as this, he called it the Soma or something, this drug, 
that uh, induced the artificial state of happiness, kind of like many of these psychotropic drugs do. And, and, the, and, and there's more than just one little pill, like the drug could be the media information, the how many shots, what the hell are in these things, the drugs, the illicit and the legal drugs, like the whole thing. And so he's like to basically drug down, dumb down society. And then he said they figured out, this is what his whole point was. They figured out in previous dictatorships and experiments that they ran, because the way I look at it is the entire 20th century was just okay, let's, let's see which is the best model that we can use to set up this world government with. And, um, and so they came up with a hybrid of them all. They took the notes from all the different ones and made a hybrid out of it. That's what uh, Carol Quigley was trying to say. And then all this Huxley's pieces to come in and tell you sort of the, the ingredients of the mindset, which is that they were seeking, they realized that you can't get full compliance through force. That's what they learned right back from Nero and Genghis Khan and all the dictators and empires since they learned brute force is so inefficient. It's so expensive. It's so hard to maintain. Uh, it's so hard to continually recruit humans to torture and arrest and murder and genocide other humans like you can always get a few but eventually it just you know their humanity takes over and they realize wow you're getting a, you're recruiting us to kill our own kind like and so they go and then people don't respond well to force humans think about it the philosophers were right when they said freedom is the ground of your being like because the human being doesn't want to be in chains doesn't want to be enslaved doesn't want to be ruled on one sense on another psychological sense, born out of, I think, maybe our traumatic past, there's another side of our human mind that says, I want nothing but to be ruled, right? It's, it's this weird dichotomy. So Aldous Huxley was saying they figured out that you can't just force a totalitarian dictatorship. You have to get consent, he said. You have to get it by hook or by crook. You have to get manufactured consent. And... That's why our constitutions didn't really hold any teeth because it says you need the consent of the governed. Well, they got it artificially induced through propaganda and lies, but they got it. And then when we realize we've consented to a lot of this along the way through deception though. So that's why I'm still very much empathetic for everybody and myself out there because I'm thinking, you know, this was done through a hex. A spell, a spell has been cast upon us, you know? And uh, so they need consent. They need your consent. And even though, so then when we, when we have small groups that come up and say, I don't consent, they need to pressure, they need to put that little maybe 10, 15, 20% of the small fringe minority of the time that's going to say, hold on, you guys are totally pulling a scam here. Uh, we're not going with this. We're not giving up our land resources, our wealth, our private property, our rights, our bodily autonomy. We're not doing that. And they know there's always going to be that little contingent. And then they just need to see if they can keep the propaganda, the information warfare going in the other rest of the population, most of which are just going to sit in the middle and not really be decisive either way because they just want to be left alone, live their lives and not really think too deeply about anything. And so that's like 60, 70% of your population on average. And so that's the, that's the, that middle ground 
that the extremists, the extreme state supporters and cult supporters and cultists, you know, the cheerleaders of these people, the minions, they're the small 15% over 20% over here that immediately just whatever the government says, whatever the media orgs say, whatever the celebrity trend, whatever the trends are, whatever the latest thing is, they are just like, they're in there. Okay. Then there's us, the, the, the fringe that goes, hold on a minute. I'm not going to go along with this shit. I see what you're doing. And then there's the rest in the middle. And so the information war is about capturing the attention and the, and, and persuading the per art of persuasion is what it is using the art of persuasion on a subconscious level in that 60% gray area population number to try to, to win them over to one of the sides. And then of course, our side, the side fighting for freedom and the truth about what's going on are also trying to do that. One side, their side is highly funded, highly trained, well-versed and has thousands of years of practice. And our side is just coming slow to the punch and catching up. And that's why it's hilarious that we're actually winning. <laughs> so there's my long diatribe on that. But to get into some more specifics here, here's a quote from Fritz Lieber in his book, The Oldest Soldier. Oh, I see it's a poem, The Oldest Soldier, and it's the book Night Monsters. And it's just a very simple quote. And he said, the biggest wars are the wars of thought. The biggest wars are the wars of thought. If you think about it, the physical wars that we've seen could never have happened if the wars of thought were not first won by the people trying to get the wars off the ground. They had to, you got to go to the countryside. You got to persuade all the farmers to leave their farms and their families to go fight for your cause. So it's always wars of thought first. That's what I want to point out. So really psychological warfare is age old and is always the pretext for the physical warfare. And reality distortion, and this is from like actual legitimate manuals on psychological warfare and how it works. Reality distortion is one of the main tactics of psychological warfare. Okay. <laughs> Sentence, that's all. Think about it. Psychological warfare involves the planned use of propaganda and other psychological operations to influence the opinions, emotions, attitudes, and behavior of opposition groups. Opposition to the agenda, right? So reality distortion is one of the main tactics of psychological warfare. Do you see any campaigns of reality distortion perhaps going on on the, on the internet and in the news media? Distorting your reality to make you believe that humanity is more divided than it maybe really actually is. The reality distortion to make you believe that there's a virus variant around every corner that's going to justify seasonal pandemics now. Is that where we're at? We're at seasonal pandemics. Pandemics are supposed to only happen every 100, 150 years. And there's even questions about some of that shit. And yet they're saying, oh, I guess we got to turn the lockdowns back on because we have another cold. Like I have a bit of a cold right now. Is this what you're going to lock? I, I'm fine. I, I've had colds on and off my whole life. This is nothing. You're going to lock the world down for this shit. So they, they know the evidence isn't there to really generate any approval. And they know that everybody's starting to realize what's going on and question it and going, I'm never doing that shit again. So what are they doing? The wars of thought. That's their main weapon. And they got to distort your reality. You want to get baptized into the cult. 
and get to a point of either ritual murder or ritual suicide in some of these very insidious cults that have existed and still exist, you need to distort the reality of that person's mind in order to make people capable of doing such things to themselves and to others. So reality, reality distortion is the game. On a more personal level, anxiety itself is its own distorted reality. Think about that, your anxiety, your inner angst that every human being walking has, but not every human being walking has a control or mastery of. And so what do they do? They exploit that. They know you have existential angst and they exploit it and they harp on it and they light the fire behind it to keep it present all the time. Because when you're stuck in reality distortion, that produces anxiety, that produces fear. So if that produces fear, how do we get out of the fear? Well, if the fear was induced by reality distortion, then the antidote to the fear is to correct the reality distortion and see the truth. See what I mean? So they want to manipulate your opinions, emotions, attitudes, and behavior. They don't want any opposition groups. They want an army of trusted messengers from the holy oracles. But they know how to weaponize fear and distort your reality. Fear changes the way your mind processes information. And this is what is known. This is what is known. And now that you know it, you're not going to fall for it anymore, are you? Reality distortion, the tactic of reality distortion and psych in psychological warfare is that it's designed to change the way your mind processes information so that you experience the symptoms of fear when there is no fear around, negative thinking, overthinking, and the tendency for your mind to notice cues that match your psychological expectations. So they've the world inside your head. It's a great article Michael Tessarian wrote. You can go to his website and check it out. The world inside your head. He's just arguing from a philosophical perspective, but knowing that these masters of information warfare know how to create psychological expectations in you, they've got the carrot on the stick formula mastered. Anxiety can also cause distorted reality as a symptom. You know why people are questioning their, their oh, what gender am I? Well, who am I? The, the, think about what's behind this whole weaponized trans movement, just for a second. Because this is another tactic of psychological warfare, reality distortion. This is why they're using it on children. Stunting the seven stages of development. Where they could find out such things organically, these behaviors are being induced. And now they're coming out with the philosophical existential questions. Who am I? What am I? Can't answer it because the anxiety is blaring through my ears. I can't hear anything. I can't hear the truth. I'm so anxious. My reality becomes distorted from the anxiety and vice versa. And so, yeah, everything I see through the filter, through the lens of the way which I view myself is distorted. And it's so distorted, I'm not even going to ground my identity in anything solid. I'm going to keep it fluid because it, the fluidity of it, the, the non-concreteness, it allows non-commitment. It relieves personal responsibility and it relieves the anxiety ultimately. So this is just, there's many ways that we are being attacked always with this distorted reality, weaponized 
system that's being deployed and fear and anxiety is at the root of it. And as I'm talking about this, I hope you're all taking notes on the fact that every problem I'm pointing out to you within it is the solution. So what is the solution to living in reality distortion is to work on your anxiety, face your fear, master your emotions, master, become a master of your own domain, self-mastery, self-exploration, self-discovery. These are the ways you get away from fear and anxiety and that, that threat. And then you empower yourself when you do that. And if, and now you're not a target anymore, you've put on the armor. Now the real armor so that you cannot be an easy target for this kind of propaganda and reality distortion, psychological warfare, remove the angst or not. You can't remove it but you can make it into a friend and an advisor and you can tame it you can put it in its place and you can have a more dominant uh archetype present and and dominant in your mind of the hero and the courageous one and the warrior you can swap it from the worm tongue to the warrior or the sage or whatever you prefer i like the warrior um and so you remove the angst reality perception can return to normal. So isn't it interesting? I've said this for a while, like truth and courage are buddies and fear and lies are buddies. And so when you got that formula worked out, man, you can direct the entire uh, zeitgeist of the, of the, of the time. <laughs> so fear is a weapon. This is just a little uh, bit from Danielle Ganser, who wrote a little paper on this. Fear is a weapon in terms of the effects of psychological warfare on domestic and international politics. Just a little quote saying, since antiquity, strategists, there are strategists, strategists have advised the use of propaganda and other psychological techniques to spread fear among the enemy in order to bring about his defeat. So this could be a useful weapon in war or in self-defense, but what if that gets turned on the people? However, the method is to create and manipulate fear, which also involves terrorism, which can sometimes be state-sponsored terrorism, like false flags. We just did a false flag episode on Earth Chronicles this past week. You should go check it out. And may target domestic populations in order to make them receptive or hostile to certain political or economic policies. It's a big game of chess, ex ever extraordinary excitement for these people to direct this game. They can make you receptive or hostile by knowing what buttons to push in your mind by playing your emotions through the use of weaponized media warfare. And then she just says, when we think of weapons, our mind most often conjures up images of military hardware. We think of guns and tanks on land, guided missiles and fighter jets in the air, aircraft carriers and submarines in the sea and satellites in space. But arguably the most effective, the most dangerous, and the most secret of weapons are those that we cannot see at all. And fear is one of them. That's just brilliant, that is. I'm going to just uh, post this on my Telegram. So you have it. There is the image. So if you go to my Telegram, DW Truth Warrior where I collect uh, all my stuff. I post everything over there. 
So I'm just going to post that uh, screenshot for you. Fear is a weapon. There it is. And I can do copy share link. I can pop this in my Rockfin. You can get a link there. I can pop this in my Rumble. There's the link, guys. It's in the chat to the post if you want to have that in your arsenal. Uh, oh, where is... Hold on. I got to get Foxhole up. Okay, I'll try to get that up. Um, so yes, just wanted to get into that with you guys a little bit about when you see this stuff going on, when you know this history, you're immune to the propaganda. When you understand it, like when you can see the stage hypnotist and you can see how they're doing their technique, you're immune to the hypnotism because you need consent to be hypnotized. At some point, you consented. I consented. Someone else consented. The people consented. At some point, we all consented. And they got our consent. Manufactured, manipulation, deception, lies, information warfare. Yes. But what did they use to elicit that consent? They used fear. And you, because you were like, well, that's, they got, they made me afraid. And then they made, and then because I was afraid, I went along with what they did. And now I've got these problems. The sad truth is we had to realize we consented to it because we caved to the fear. We caved to the fear. We didn't win that battle. Their weapons were more powerful. And that's how they're here. That's why they have the power they've got. That's why they're wanting more of it. But guess what? Now there's a, an immune system response in the collective psyche, I think, that's happening, at least to a certain degree. Maybe not all the way, but to a certain degree of where people are going, yeah, I don't like these Justin Trudeaus anymore. I'm not sure. I'm not into this Klaus Schwab guy. Holy crap. He's kind of like straight out of James Bond. Uh, I don't like these policies. I don't like these 15-minute cities. I don't like this control grid being set up. I don't like how expensive everything is. I don't like how I don't have as much freedom and I'm being surveilled and censored right now. I don't like this. It's like the disease taking over the body. The immune system is like, what the hell? Let's get those white blood cells going. So don't be afraid of this. If I know we got Chris Sky coming out and all these guys, Alex Jones are all coming out saying, I got insider information. They're going to turn the lockdowns back on full blast. Hey, they probably will. You can see the drumbeat happening in the media. But I said it on Earth Chronicles. I'll say it again. Is that all you got? That's all you got? Another pandemic? Like... And climate change, she's, she's telling you, we're going to work on this and climate change and equality and gender and this and that. Like those are their little things. That's their, their little makeup kit of ingredients for this particular assault. And that's all you got. You're just going to keep retrying this shit after all the polls are down. Whole cabinets are leaving their government positions because they can't get reelected to save their lives. You got people like Trudeau still clinging to power with his little fingernails. Uh, he's got even the mainstream media after him now and asking him, hey, Trudeau, uh, you know, your polls are looking pretty bad, man. Why are you not more pissed off? Why are you, are you going to retire? What are you going to do? And he's like, no, I still have a lot to do for Canada. <laughs> they're little crybabies, but they're just employees, guys. They're nothing. Little, 
A little nothing. Be replaced easily. Bring in the next Trojan horse. Got a lineup of them. But they ain't shit when you see through it, right? And they, they are now, I would, I'm going to put it out there. Here's my thing. This is what I'm going to say. This is what I'm going to say. This is my, this is my statement on this. Who's the small fringe minority now? Eh? Who is it? Is it us now? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think we're out of the woods yet, but we're definitely through a lot of thick parts of the woods. A lot of thick, dark, black, mist-infested parts with corpses jumping out of the ground. We've already been through that ground, and we're making some ground, making some progress for sure. And so they want to keep this going and launch another siege warfare attack on us. We've got supplies. We've got poison-tipped arrows now in our quivers. We've got 10 times the numbers. We've got the people of the North coming in to add some reinforcements behind the garrison. And what are they? What are they doing? The invaders of our once free and prosperous land. These tyrants working for international faceless corporations that are built by the most powerful people ever. And here they are back again with, let's just go with the pandemic again. <laughs> Either that or we're watching a movie and this is all just here to keep waking us up. <laughs> I don't know. Pick your favorite one. Brave, bold, wild, and free. Ms. Mizzo. Ms. Zero. Brave, bold, wild, and free. I like it. I should make a t-shirt that has that with like swords. Um, military slang. Is it nip it in the bud or nip it in the butt? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Keep your mind sharp right now. This is a really key thing. And this is how we keep it sharp. You don't need all these these uh, supplements. I mean, some of these supplements can be good. But what you really need is to try to keep your curiosity alive and try not to let all of the crazy shit going on throw you off your horse. You know? Stay on the horse. Grip your sword handle for courage and just ride through the storm. Uh, you're not alone. And... If they are really in full power, the dark side of the force, if they're really in full power, if they've really achieved full spectrum dominance, why are we still here? How are we, how did we get to this point? How are we, how am I broadcasting right now? How are you here waking up and, you know, like how, how can we look at this and say it's hopeless when they can send all the army of trusted messengers after us all they want? It just keeps bouncing off of us. Bouncing off our shield wall. Um, so just keep holding those shields high and keep those shields locked together. And they got nothing. We'll fight in the shade. And we have been fighting in the shade. And guess what? We're still here. Growing stronger. 
So not only are we not out of the fight, we are in this fight. We are landing jabs. We are hitting the body. We are kicking that leg. We are threatening takedowns. We're firing knees up the middle. And these guys are opening up their punches bigger and wider and more desperately. So if you want to turn back on the pandemic game, I say bring it on. You're going to get smoked. You're going to get smoked. We have so many bits of ammo in our arsenal now. We have so much gold. We have so much irrefutable data to just launch. Like I could put it on auto launch. I could put my catapults on auto launch. Just line up a bunch of catapults with all the memes and all the data points and all the interviews and all the statements and all the recorded. We have it all, guys. Put it all on a bunch of catapults. Rig it all up together, put it on autopilot, sip back, sip our tea. That still hasn't given me myocarditis yet because they told us that hot tea is one of the reasons that people are dropping dead on the pitch. And just hit autopilot and sit back, put the sunglasses on, big Lebelski style, and just be like, <laughs> you wanted this war? You're going to bloody have it. You're going to have exactly what you want, and it's going to be to your detriment. And it's not even going to be a major effort. This is what's crazy. There's not even going to have to be a major effort on our part. That's just, this is where we're at, I think. Maybe I'm being a little too generous, but why not? It's the spirit of the thing. You got to have confidence when you go into battle. I don't even think we have to try that hard. Anymore. Like I don't, We had to try really bloody hard in the beginning. We were clawing for every bit of airtime to get information in front of the public to say, oh, guys, here's the data. Here's the fine print that they're not telling you. And everybody's like, we are hateful bigots. They're like, no, you're just afraid. Calm down. Shh, shh, shh. Everything's going to be okay. Here's the facts. They totally lied to you. Don't worry. It's not a big conspiracy theory. These same people have done it many times before. They have a horrible track record of this. I know you're just realizing this now. It's all good. Come on in. Come sit down. Here's the information. We're even getting better at delivering our information. Like I can hit like numerous massive talking points that used to take me like two hours to break down. I can now do it in like two or three sentences and just be like, Sasaisen, Sasaisen. We're at that point. We can deliver efficient factoids. Pew, 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 pew. They come at us with something. It's like, oh, let me pull up my notes. It's all documented. Here's 82 peer-reviewed studies that tell you that masks are bullshit. You know, like off you go then. Here's like people that actually make PPE masks. They actually make and design it. And they're like, yeah, it's bullshit. Even the N95. And we're like, okay. You can trust Bill Gates and China and the World Health Organization, or you can trust the people that invented masks. That's where we're at. It's easy. It's easy now. Like I feel like this is... Arguing with somebody that is representing the narrative, the media talking points and the government talking points right now and the BlackRock sponsor talking points, it's like sparring with a nine-year-old. Like that's how I feel. And I'm not trying to even be like super insulting or anything. It's not saying, it's just that, you know why? It's I'm not trying to even degrade the person that fell for the weaponized psychological warfare because that's what psychological warfare does. That's what fear does. Fear is the mind killer as... You know, so I expect you to show up with the framing of a nine-year-old mind. 
with no facts or data, just talking points. I've, I debate, I've, I've had many of these interactions and they have nothing. They got nothing. I've been asking for it forever. Give me the, give me this, show me the actual irrefutable proof. Show me, show me. They can't, it's all made up. So it's a hollow corpse walking around pretending. It's like in that movie, The Village by M. Night Shyamalan, you know, when they got all these people raising kids in this village because they were trying to escape from the evil world society. And so they made their own little forest village. And then they raised these kids in this medieval type village where they thought they lived in like the medieval times. And they were, there was these monsters and boogeymen in the woods that would keep them away from the perimeter fence, right? So they could go out and see their, right? So they had these monsters and boogeymen on, and then the whole thing was all fake. And they used the boogeyman to keep them in fear of going outside the village. Well, they, these guys want to create a global village for you where you got boogeyman everywhere to make sure you're not going to free your mind and think for yourself and become a fully realized being. They're, they're, they want to keep you in their village. It's the same strategy. So they've got to come out and say, oh, the fact checkers, we got to put the fact checkers online right as the pandemic comes off and we're censoring everybody. And now we're going to have the UN sec undersecretary come out and basically call for the building of an army of trusted messenger orcs. You, you're going to get wrecked wrecked r-e-k-t wrecked so at least that's my thing now i'm not even playing the trudeau thing about the grocery stores i can't i just can't watch uh christia freeland jerking behind him and clapping in a really weird sideways way that she does i don't know why she claps like, like people that clap like this what the fuck like what is this and then she's like like what? i don't need to see that all I'm going to do is explain it. <laughs> Tokyo Rosie is a great channel on Twitter. She says, if grocery stores, this is what Trudeau is saying, if grocery stores don't reduce high food prices that my carbon tax contributed to, then I will consider imposing more taxes to get grocery stores to reduce their prices. <laughs> That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. It's so ridiculous. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. Make this, this is your, this is the kind of person, this is what you are now, okay? This is what we are, this is like, remember this guy? Never forget the legend who did this at the height of lockdown, Lou, let me see. If they try this shit again, guys, I want you, it's like, there could be a lot of fun to be had, okay? Don't break any laws, but <laughs> you set up a little, little decoys. <laughs> you can't. You can't win against this level of humanity. You just can't. You just can't. Yeah, the, the argument that we used from day one that is still powerful. When she, this woman, Michelle, is awesome, she's responding to this thing about how masking shows you care and is a sign of respect. And she goes, well, if you choose to wear a mask, why is it disrespectful if I choose not to wear one? Does your mask not work unless I'm wearing one? I mean, it's the oldest argument, but it's the best one. And then just really quickly about this attitude that seems to be behind this, in case your kids are falling forward or you're never sure how to respond directly to this one, where they're telling you this is about respect and care. Which argument appeals to your logic versus which argument appeals to your emotions? Okay, so here's the argument. Wearing a mask 
is about showing respect and care for others. It's a sacrifice that you must make for the benefit of others. Does that argument appeal to your logic or does it appeal to your emotions and your need to be accepted by the herd, by the crowd, by the tribe, right? Which I think that one, because notice in that statement, there's no data, there's no facts, there's no scientific justification. There's just a saying that your emotional brain is going to go, oh, so this isn't about whether masks work or not, or actually might be harmful in many ways. This is about caring and doing what's best for everybody else. That is the mindset that the COVID NPC is operating from. If you've talked to them, the, the fight is always brought to there. You're, you're selfish. You're this. They're very angry because they look at you as a baddie because they're not operating from logic. They're operating from emotion. <laughs> so then you go, okay, now here's the argument from logic. What evidence do you have to show me that universal masking of the entire population, including healthy people, indefinitely, 24 hours a day, even when you're alone in your car, is efficacious in stopping disease. What evidence do you have? See, when I'm asking you for evidence, I'm asking a question that's going to get the conversation going in the proper direction, away from emotions and, oh, are we helping to save all the poor people that are immunocompromised because they eat pounds of white refined sugar every day? Um, I, I think we can understand the difference. So when this, if they kick this shit back on, I want you to be very calm, very confident and very eloquent and very simple with your arguments. And I want you to always ask questions that lead the conversation back to logic. That's the concept behind our self-defense system here. The concept behind it, and then you can fill in the gap with your favorite arguments. I've got a few of mine. I like asking questions. Please present me with the evidence. Oh, well, the CDC, blah, blah, blah. Which specific study? Could you show me the study in the exact spot in the study? Could you show me the comparative data? Now, make sure if you're going to make this kind of argument that you have, <laughs> you are armed up to the gills with the actual studies and the data. And I've posted it. Many other people have posted it. There's people have done great threads and sub stacks on this. It's already been done. You can go to their own journals and studies. You can go to the box of masks. It's right on the outside of the box. It doesn't stop any viruses. It doesn't stop you from getting the flu or COVID. It's very specific. So, um, they might upgrade their argument to saying, no, no, okay, fine. You have, a, you have a point with that with people wearing jugs on their head and wearing like, you know, underwear on their head and wearing these little dinky masks. Well, then we're going to mandate N95s. So they're going to maybe, maybe that's going to be their strategy. So then, then you pull out the data and all that, that shows that um, there's been no change. And you can even go to certain sites that track the actual numbers of case numbers and hospital and fatalities in the countries that had the harshest pandemic measures with the masking and everything else versus places like Sweden and other states in the US and other places in the world that didn't go all the way in on that, um, like Africa and other places. And they can look and you can compare notes and the proof is in the pudding. And you just got to have that ready to go. Because when you're having these arguments, 
you are always going to steer the argument away from the emotion. I want to help people. I want to be virtue signaling. I want to feel like I'm commit. I'm part of the tribe. Get them out of the cult mindset and get them right back into the cold, hard light of logic. You know, that's where you go. They've got nothing. It's hollow. It's a straw man. So no masking does not show you care and is a sign of respect because it shows you don't care for the truth. It shows you don't care to think for yourself. It shows that you don't care about the impact that masking had on the development of children. You don't care about the dehumanizing effects of this. You don't care about the fact that you're not taking enough time to look past your own nose to see that this is not about pandemics. This is about psychological warfare and creating a symbolic talisman that you attach to emotionally, just like every cult and religion ever did through symbolism, you attach to it emotionally and there is the death of the critical mind. So I find it quite disrespectful that you support such a thing and have the gall to say that someone like me, who's going to say masking is bullshit and it's a symbolic talisman. Um, I find it very disrespectful personally. So there's my rebuttal to that. I uh, can't go too much longer, but I do have a few things. Okay, like, yeah. let's play this one quick. Talking about white refined sugar and how everything seems to be set up to make us fat, lazy, stupid, and dead. Here you go. My friends, this is a pumpkin swirl frozen coffee. Who the f thought it was a good idea to put this on the menu because this drink has 185 grams of sugar in here. How much is it? It's this much. It's 46 teaspoons of sugar. To give you another perspective, the amount of sugar in there is equal to 14 glazed donuts. Plus, there's no pumpkin in here. It's artificial flavors. There's 12 mentions of sugar and high fructose corn syrup in here. There's 930 calories and 194 carbs. Two thirds of us are already type two diabetic or pre-diabetic. If America runs on this, we're f Yeah, get into the history of the, oh, let's play it again. History of the British East India Company, the Dutch East India Company, and the bringing in of cocoa, cocaine um, derivatives, uh, white refined sugar, tobacco, alcohol, drugs of all kinds uh, as a means to drug the population, make us fat, lazy, and stupid, and they've achieved it. So these people are not benevolent, the people they're telling you to trust them when this kind of shit is just allowed everywhere type 2 diabetes and heart disease and cancer are number one killers and yet they want you to worry about a cold and do all these things for that but are all those people telling you to wear a mask going to be cutting down their sugar intake and not supporting dunkin donuts or whatever the hell because it's spreading it's it's causing childhood obesity and 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 contributing to pediatric cancer and everything else toxic food Who's, why is our food so toxic? Why? Why? Why can't we, why can't we consume things that are very healthy for us? Like why, 
Why can't all the production of the world be designed to promote humanity? Why is it everything is loaded with heavy metals, toxins, sugars, poisons, snake venom, God knows what. Monkey, kidney cell, aborted fetal tissue. Like what the frack is going on? <laughs> what is this place? So yeah, I don't trust known liars and criminals personally, but that's just me. Trust your own mind is what I say. Trust your own mind. Yeah. The case against pets. Is it time to give up your cats and dogs and trade them in for crickets? This is this is actually an article uh, from The Telegraph. Slowly prepping your mind. Okay, I have to do this one. I might even put this clip somewhere in chapter 10. It's very quick because I want to, I did this bit in, uh, here, I'll come back and tell you about it. You know this Hochul character, Kathy Hochul or whatever her name is? I did it in chapter, was it seven or three? Maybe it was chapter three. Chapter three of Cult of the Medics, yeah. And it's the little snippet where she is at some church and she's comparing the vaccine to the will of God and God made the scientists that made the vaccines. And what would Jesus do? Jesus would want you to get vaccinated. Something like that. Like had a very religious language to associating that with the vaccine because, of course, they have to associate the archetype of the religious deity uh, in your mind to switching it over to their product. Um, and they, they know how to do this. So she has that little statement about the vaccine. She's all for the vaccine. And then she's got a, the nerve to come out and say shit like this. Tell everybody, don't rely on the fact that you had a vaccine in the past. It will not help you this time around. Tell everybody, don't rely on the fact that you had a vaccine in the past. It will not help you this time around. I just want to play it twice to make sure you got it. <laughs> you remember that vaccine we were selling you? Remember that? With donuts and beer and lotto tickets and ice cream for your children and then when bribery didn't work, we went to coercion and force. Remember that? Remember that one? Yeah, it turns out it's not going to help you at all. <laughs> so don't think that if you've got seven jabs, don't think that it helped in any way moving forward. This thing's already evolved. It's mutated. We're totally beyond it. So go get the latest one. Go get your iPhone update. Go get updated. Liars and criminals, soothsayers, cultists, propagandists. Okay. I'll do this one, guys, and then I'm going to have to wrap because I have so much editing to get to, and then I got to do jujitsu later. So here we go. This came from Tom Rents. I was just referencing chapter eight of Cult of the Medics. I do a little bit on something called the Cult of Intelligence. I thought it was it was one of my favorite pieces to put together. So you can go see that in chapter eight if you want my take on it. But um, Tom Rents was just breaking down the CIA involvement here. So I'm just going to go ahead and read it. Breaking. The CIA is involved. And by the way, Tom Rents is a lawyer, okay? You guys should know what Tom Rents is. Go check him out. He's been doing great work. 
Breaking, the CIA is involved with COVID cover-up. <laughs> Big surprise. That's right, folks. Remember when I said for the last plus year that, or last year plus, that the CIA was involved in funding and creation of COVID-19? Remember when this person and I told you that EcoHealth Alliance did the work, but the CIA and DOD made it possible to create the COVID pandemic? Remember how I told you all that this conspiracy theory was actually just a fact and that I had the evidence? This report is only the tip of the iceberg. Mark my words, and I have not been wrong yet. The deep state has declared war on the people of America and around the world. They have censored us to make sure we could not share the truth, but we the people just keep coming and will never stop. That's right. Congratulations to uh, Brad Wenstrup for finally asking some real questions, and thank you for the elected officials willing to actually start showing some courage. The next thing you need to recognize is that the CIA didn't just help cover this up. They also created the disease and are still working on gain of function to create more. Did you hear that, guys? I got something to show you when we're done this, guys. Then you will need to start looking at the WEF and public-private partnerships the CIA has used to facilitate all of this. Hey, GOP, I can fill you in on the details if you'd like me to testify, or you can wait until my next report and I can send it to you again so that you can pretend you did this without me six months later. You can doubt me, but show me where I've been wrong so far and ask yourself whether you want to trust the guy that has been attacked and censored relentlessly for telling the truth or the, crack, the crooks and liars that have made billions off of lying and killing people. Nuremberg 2.0, time yet? And here it is. Testimony from CIA whistleblower alleges new information on COVID-19 origins. The staff of the Select Committee on the Coronavirus Pandemic and Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence have heard testimony from a whistleblower alleging that the Central Intelligence Agency, the good old CIA boys, offered six analysts significant monetary incentives to change their position on COVID-19's origin. Huh. Are we starting to get a little bit more clarity on how this whole racket was put together? They get some monetary incentives. And if you are one of the biggest intelligence agencies on the planet, you also would have tons of dirt on people at your disposal, wouldn't you? With all your surveillance technology. I'm sure you've got some compromising videos of a few Doug Fords here and there or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It would be the, the cult of intelligence. So they're saying this whistleblower who presents as a highly credible senior level CIA office, officer alleges that one of the seven members assigned to the CIA team tasked with analyzing COVID-19 origins, six officers concluded that the virus likely originated from a lab in Wuhan, China. The CIA then, however, allegedly offered financial incentives to six of the experts involved in the investigation to change their conclusion in favor of a zoonotic origin. So, guys, the CIA was paying people off, says this whistleblower, and apparently Rents has actual documented evidence of this now. They were invested in changing the narrative away from any kind of lab-created biological weapon. Why would they do that? Chairman Wenstrup and the Chairman Turner are requesting that all documents and communications related to the CIA's COVID-19 origins review be made immediately available to the committees. The chairman additionally requests that the former CIA 
COO Andrew McRitus appear for a voluntary transcribed interview on September 26, 2023. So this is going to start to really roll forward here. Any improper influence exerted by the CIA will be investigated to ensure accountability from the intelligence community. So they're doing subcommittees and committees to investigate the CIA. According to the whistleblower, at the end of its review, six of the seven members of the team believed the intelligence and science were sufficient to make a low-confidence assessment that COVID-19 originated from a laboratory in Wuhan, China. The seventh member of the team, who also happened to be the most senior, was the lone officer to believe COVID-19 originated through zoonosis, meaning bat soup. The whistleblower further contends that to come to the eventual public determination of uncertainty, the other six members were given a significant monetary incentive to change their position, wrote the chairman. And you can actually read the letter in this little uh, article. So go and follow Tom Rents on Twitter. He's on to something here and good for him and many others that are pushing these types of things forward. I think there's multiple points of collusion in this, of course, if this was a worldwide pandemic, um, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to be looking up to uh, organizations like the CIA, the cult of intelligence. Be a good time to go and read your good old Victor Marchetti's book by the same title to get caught up on the history of the past machinations of the institutions of these intelligence agencies and no not everybody's bad in there but there's a core group that steers the committees and steers the agenda and uh i think there's a very shady conspiracy going on i believe these intelligence agencies although they're supposedly government entities are really set up and built and run by the private family uh cults that's that's who really runs the show that's why the government has really no oversight of what they're doing and what if certain people from within the intelligence agencies that are aware of this, and not just the CIA, but others as well, um, have all been covertly collecting a lot of data and giving it to some people to put out to the public? So what if there's a clandestine war going on behind the scenes? Maybe not everybody's bad. And that's why this information is coming out and all these people aren't just getting capped. So I don't know, different ways to look at it. Um, but I think that's all for today, guys. Don't fall for the bullshit. Think for yourself. Awaken your critical in intellect and intelligence. Trust your gut. And uh, don't lose hope because there's lots of hope. And if they try to turn this shit back on, just be ready. Just don't get your mind in a state where you're like, oh my God, I can't deal with it. No, no, don't go there. Don't go there. You're stronger than that. Um, we can deal with it. We clearly have to. This is the war of our time. This is the battle of the black gates. And uh, you're not alone in the fight at all. And we are way better equipped now than we ever were. And we were already effective before. We were already effective last time. So I think they're outmatched this time. I say bring it on. But that's just me. Trust yourself. Trust your own mind. The truth is going to win. Go check out uh, my Truth Warrior Premium if you want to support me directly. I've got a nice little archive there of some of the subjects that I'm interested in. Nice little smorgasbord of stuff. Um, it's low cost monthly. It definitely helps support my sponsor, Rise Attire. They're amazing and uh, they definitely deserve it. And this project deserves it. And the best way to support 
is to share this information as far and wide as you can. That's the best way to help. So help me keep this show going. Help me fight the algorithms and the censorship. Support alternative media. Um, and uh, in the end, we are the media and we are the solution. And uh, you and I as individuals can accomplish quite a lot as we move through these supposedly dark times that I think behind it is a silver lining that has a greater purpose. And that's a positive way of seeing it. So as you were, my friends, have a great weekend. And I bid you adieu, and I will catch you next time. Cheers.